0: Welcome to episode 9 of Lights in the Sky podcast, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And I am the Tony. Um, And we have a couple of stories to tell
1: this week. (gasps) Well, a story. Um, Good week? Uh, Yeah. do we, just, do we say we've done a bit of a bank? We did a bit of a bank earlier in the week? Oh, yeah. Do so we share some secrets about <laughs> what happens to this audio magic that we produce for your ear holes? I guess we do now that you've mentioned it. Damn. <laughs> written a secret out of them.
0: Yeah, so I think I mentioned it on Twitter anyway, so probably most of our, or a lot of our followers are on, a lot of our listeners are followers of ours on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and if you've uh, already listened to episode eight, we did talk about it then too. So. Oh, did we? Okay. I think we did. I can't remember. It's We've recorded two we've so episodes many in between. episodes in the past week. <laughs> this is our last show for two weeks, but you're not going to notice because we've got an episode banked for the two weeks we'll we're We'll
1: slipping episodes in, left, right, centre, up, down, mainly through your um, podcast subscription service. Mm. But, Into your ear holes? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, let's... Uh, you, have you seen anything paranormal or had any paranormal experiences of the plate? Um, no.
1: Okay.
0: Nothing, nothing to really... I, I've, I've had um, my screen on my cell phone flickering, but I think it's just hardware failure.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which watched... is
0: exciting in a way, because I'm going to go get a new phone today
1: and you're thinking the uh, ipod telephone 5s <laughs> is that what you're thinking yeah exactly new to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice um
0: i think i think in some of our other episodes as well i listened back to a couple and i was like man my voice is so monotone it's um maybe we should be high energy Let's be high energy. Is that why
1: we've got energy drink today?
0: Yeah, yeah you've got energy drink, which means there's a, a real risk of burping on Oh, the there is. <laughs> I think I got the gas out of before we started.
1: Though. Yeah, like, I think you might have. I hope so. Well, I hope you... I, I know you got rid of some gas before we started. I had pizza for tea last night as well, so there's energy <laughs> drink in the pizza that's still being digested, probably isn't going to get the best results. <laughs> but luckily, there's, um, this is only a audio sensation podcast. There's no smell. <laughs> Let's
0: jump Jump into a hypothetical.
1: Yeah, clean this (laughs) let's clean this act right up a little bit.
0: Yeah, so this is a high energy um hypothetical. Ah nice. (laughs) Have a red bull. Um it's actually a really morbid one and was sent in by one of our um our listeners. I'm just gonna look their Twitter handle up. While we, while I do this, is this the
1: first listener submitted hypothetical? It
0: is hypothetical. <laughs> yep. We don't <laughs> try to show them it to be high energy. <laughs> it's like um, impractical jokers where they say terts instead of turtles.
1: <laughs> high energy abbreviations.
0: <laughs> yeah. It allows you to get through more as long as you yeah. don't keep talking about how you've just done high energy hypothetical um, <laughs>
1: abbreviations. To clarify and explain what the abbreviation stands for. <laughs> yeah because it's too vague and loosey so this tweet
0: has been submitted by wait for it Oh no, I need to go to the activities page.
1: I'm not going to shoot you down here, but you probably should have had this lined up ready to go. I
0: know, it's the one thing I don't.
1: So, oh, here he is. Hang on. To be fair, when you see, all I have to do is sit down and I turn the jug on for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I gave you a... So uh, I can have a I high gave, energy cup yeah, of tea. And I gave you a compact disc to use as a coaster for a <laughs> yeah. compact cup of tea. Yeah. That's all I have to do. And you've had to set up all the audio equipment and I was late this morning coming into my own house. So, yeah, I might dial back my um, sass a little bit. Okay, so this... Was a but hypothetical Completely well prepared. This is a hypothetical submission. You got two weeks me. off to get your act together. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm using the last of my energy into this one, so let's. I'll need I'll need two weeks to recharge because right. it's going to be so high energy. High energy High energy. Um, this is submitted by James Jakes or Jacques. What's his Twitter handle? His Twitter handle is at James One. I'll spell that. At James... Everyone knows how to spell James. Okay, Y. <laughs> Y-A... Yeah, yeah, that's an inside joke. <laughs> let me uh, let me spell this out. At uh, J-A-M-E-S-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S-1. So... Um, James
1: Jacques 1.
0: He's... A, uh, from looking at his profile, he's not a ant. He's not one of the Tell Him Steve Dave army ants, which seems to be a lot of our followers. Um, but... He seems to share a similar sense of humor. So if any ants want to follow him, then get on to it. Um, so he has submitted this hypothetical, which is slightly morbid, but, <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <okay. laughs> but if we bring energy to it... Right, so is it like Luke dies you continue the podcast with somebody else? We're is, close. That, is that kind of what it is or We're what?
0: close. It's probably worse than that. Wow. Okay, so um, we go one of two ways here. We could assume you have a... Uh, a partner like a significant other your um, husband or wife or we could just say choose a really close family member so like maybe your mum
1: Mum.
0: Oh. yeah mommy <laughs> I think we'll go with your mum based on that reaction okay so let's say and this is where this starts to get dark oh god <laughs> did you, did you, are you sure this is appropriate for the podcast totes props. So your mum has a terminal illness, but you can save her. What you have to do is transfer the same illness to an immediate family member. Could you choose someone? Yes. Oh my god, that was so quick.
1: Easily, I could. I could probably choose ten. <laughs> Close with your family much? No, well, the thing is, my family's kind of split. So I think we, we've we've talked about this before about how I've got this. There's there's, there's, a, there's like a solid, stable aspect to the family, and yeah. there's also the white trash drop kick probably would be better off de- <laughs> oh, far out no no, no that's obviously you've, a you've made this more morbid than no, it No, to be no I'm taking that I'm taking that <laughs> too far for uh, comedic purposes but um, there are a couple that like I mean are we saying I guess uh, James, he, James? Can't, he can't he can't hear, hear you. you okay okay that's alright well we uh, could
0: tweet him and see if he tweets back
1: I guess my question here would be is it blood relative or can I transfer it to a non-blood relative because the non-blood relative family member much easier to do yeah well then no right <laughs> <laughs> damn oh, I've given that away um, so
0: are you thinking by blood relative we mean like auntie, uncle, cousin something like that yeah no
1: well he didn't say that your
0: dad or your sister immediate family that's what that is isn't it yeah it probably is actually yeah so okay well do? now I'm now I'm now, now
1: rethinking this <laughs> Uh, I've got. Uh, it normally includes those persons' spouses, siblings, and children. I can have a kid. Transfer it to the kid. <laughs> you've got it's terrible. You've got eight months to transfer it. <laughs> <out. laughs> Hope the baby's premature. <laughs> Such a weird thing to say. Um. Okay, so now I, I guess I, I, I think I got this wrong. I'm going to put my hand up here. Mm-hmm. And? So I got that wrong. What do you mean? I was thinking immediate family was like, could be involved, you know, aunties and uncles and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've tweeted um, James ja- Jacques. Jake's. Jacques. <laughs> and Jacques. It's French, <laughs> I think. It's French for James. Is it? James James um, the I've tweeted him and said define immediate family but I mean a dictionary can do that so oh, Wikipedia. could you choose you've only got a sister and your father to choose oh, i only
1: for. got man because <laughs> the, f- 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 the prolific breeders for god's <laughs> sake and again I gave your last name away <laughs> god damn it <laughs> you have to bleep that again <laughs> it's, it's
0: pretty much exactly the same time code as last time as well <laughs> It's like a little lapse in your concentration. Like you're
1: giving away your serum.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've got some further clarification. Has he come back already? Um, You can go two branches in any direction. What does that mean? Let me define that further. Um, I'll say, can we choose aunties or uncles?
1: Yeah, you're right. Jacques is um, French for James. You could choose grandparents. I only got one grandparent. Okay. She's like
0: 92. Oh. Is that an easy decision then?
1: Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. How can I say this without being horrible? Like this is, ugh. Yeah, you're in a real spot.
0: Okay, here's another one then. Let's, let's alter this slightly. Instead of, um, oh, and I just said, could we choose cousins? And he said, nice try. No. (laughs) Damn it.
1: (laughs) I'd love to take out a cousin
0: <laughs> okay so um let's let's turn the screws even more um, you can save your mother by making it uh your sister or your dad, but if you don't, you get it as well as your mother so you and your mother <laughs> or your sibling or your
1: Well, I can't take my sister out because she's got two kids. Okay? So that's mm-hmm. ruled out. Yeah. But I can't take my dad out because he's got two kids. Going <laughs> 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 by that logic. <laughs> that's good. Um so if I say so if I say if I don't nominate either my sister or my father, both my mother and I would yep. get the terminal illness. Yep. Like, is this like a terminal illness where I'm like there so might check. be a chance of coming back from this. No, it's terminal. I mean, I you know, but people get terminal illnesses all the time when they come back from the brink. <laughs> so could I maybe I could maybe even get this and be like, I'm not gonna let this get me down. It's gonna be sunshines and rainbows for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back from the brink. And maybe heal myself. Yeah. Although is that probably not gonna happen. <laughs> Um like, or So can I let's, let's bring in No, it wasn't last week. I can't say that. Never mind. Can I like so can I just have a like a family have a family I haven't had a family meeting for a long time. When was your last family meeting? We don't really have family
0: meetings. We have birthdays every other week, there's that many yeah. of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so essentially just catch up then. <laughs> I remember as a kid having a a family meeting would be called when like some shit had gone down or was about to go down like what level of shit did it have to be to call a meeting? Um, normally my sister because I was a good wee angel (laughs) to be honest Um, so it would be right this particular thing has happened we are now going to be uh, say no longer going on this family holiday Whoa and I'd be like I don't really mind <laughs> that's pretty harsh yeah so your sister oh there were, there were threats there oh, were okay. threats but you always win on the holiday anyway um yeah okay. <clears throat> so I could could I call a family meeting yeah and say right this has happened yeah where do volunteers
0: <laughs> surely your parents would be like we'll go you
1: Look, guys I live think- out your life I think, but if, like, I mean, if I have to like choose, like if I have to say, um, make this call without like, or say, I, I get this sprung on me and no one knows what's happening. It's like, all right, this is gonna, you know, this will happen to your mom mm. unless you do something. And if I and if I can't talk to them about it, that would probably make it harder. Yeah. Because then I can't sit down and say, hey, look, this is what's actually happening. If like, my like if my dad said, look, I'll take one for the team mm. um, and decided to transfer the illness to him. Yeah to save mommy yeah then I guess that might be easier like do you think a family meeting You is like, can I voice can we have this can this be a democratic process sure okay then yep. I think I would sit everyone down yep. family meeting yeah have some I get mama a glass of chardonnay she loves her chardonnay <laughs> Dad, daddy a beer yep uh, my sister like.
0: and basically vote on who gets a terminal illness
1: mm-hmm. what a
0: horrible hypothetical
1: yeah I mean I'd be, I mean, if, if I'd be prepared to go down with a ship yeah. If, but I don't think father dear would um,
0: <laughs> there's all these weird
1: family terms I'm using would um, oh, I, I don't I think if, if, knowing that it's going to be me or well, mother and I mm. both get uh, tarnished with the terminal illness brush yep. Um, I think father would take one for the team Sweet. And take the disease on
0: board. That's pretty good then. This hypothetical has turned into your dad volunteering to get a terminal disease. Well, I think he
1: would. But then who's Patrick going to get to work at the rental car company? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's another problem for Patrick now. Yeah. Who's my brother-in-law who employs my father. Yeah. So that's, oh, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible hypothetical.
0: I mean, they can just put up a new ad <laughs> find someone. Oh, yeah. Don't have time, uh, you'd assume, depending on how fast moving the disease was. <laughs> it could even be a crossover period where he trains them up.
1: Yeah, probably want to get that under <laughs> his belt. Do a yeah. bit transition. It's always easier doing. It. I'm, in the, I'm actually transitioning myself, not from a yeah. male to a female, <laughs> job wise. And that's one of the hardest things at the moment is trying to get that, you know, handover period, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yep speaking from experience do the hand of a period with my father who's has who's a illness to the new team leader at the rental car company cool perfect let's keep it high energy and why move they, on why don't they promote from within or go we're external. moving on
0: we're moving on promote from within or go external <laughs> so it's always the, finds the question find another family member to employ yeah. <laughs> yeah there'll be other family members to employ I
1: almost oh, said well, your last name then. didn't
0: work out that well with my uncle so <laughs> <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> All right, let's jump into the story. High energy story.
1: High energy story. Balls to the wall, whatever that means.
0: (laughs) Um, So this one, you've been to Disneyland, right? With you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. You know this. Um, Did you see the Abraham Lincoln robot? The animatronic Abraham Lincoln show. I did, You did? Yes. So that might not be the only place you can see Abraham Lincoln's likeness this story is around how abraham lincoln's ghost lincoln's ghost still haunts the
1: haunts <laughs> <laughs> um let me just read on here is his ghost high energy or is he um we'll see i think it should be because if he's not high energy i don't think we should know about it we'll find <laughs> another high energy
0: ghoul. yeah Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in 1865, but some have said that his spirit has lingered on, and not just figurative, figuratively either. Over the years, there have been multiple reported sightings of his ghost at the White House and at Ford's Theatre, where he was assassinated, um, at mm-hmm. Fort Monroe in Virginia, and at his tomb in Springfield. I assume it's the one off the Simpsons.
1: <clears> tomb. <throat>
0: According to a nineteen ninety nine Sceptical Inquirer article of of uh, I don't think repute. L- I don't know if I'd
1: like the Sceptical Inquirer.
0: It sounds quite <laughs> skeptical. <laughs> don't know why. Uh, A senior research fellow with uh, Joe Nickel, a senior research fellow with the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, a group that investigates and often debunks paranormal claims. The epicenter for Lincoln's sightings, not surprisingly, is the White House, where he lived during the last four years of his life. The 16th president's apparition reportedly has been seen at the White House by a long list of people. High energy people, oh. <laughs> <laughs> including a high energy British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill.
1: I don't think you can say that Churchill was high energy. <laughs> I've heard nice stories try. of him
0: being like in a bathtub smoking a cigar <laughs> while he's ordering like you know battle plans and whatnot. Nice in the in the um, like underground, the London Underground, because that's where his hideout was or something. Um, the Queen of Netherlands. Uh, to president reagan's daughter maureen has also seen it the notion of lincoln's wrath wraith lincoln's ghost roaming the rooms of his former residence is in some ways ironic since lincoln himself wasn't a strong believer in the afterlife according to his biographer doris kearns goodwin In her book, Team of Rivals, the Political Genius of Abraham Lincoln, she recounts how years before Lincoln assumed the presidency, one of his Illinois neighbors asked him whether he believed in a future realm. I'm afraid there isn't, he responded. It isn't a pleasant thing to think that when we die, this is the last of us. While Lincoln's... Wife Mary did dabble in spiritualism and even once held a seance in the White House. Lincoln himself wasn't much interested in such matters, though he did attend at least one such gathering with her, presumably to humor an emotionally fragile first lady traumatized by the death of her son, Willie, according to the biographer. Ah, okay. The high-energy biographer. Ah. That said, Lincoln did claim to have strange, seemingly prophetic dreams.
1: Not pathetic. (laughs) <laughs> Seemingly pathetic dreams. Prophetic. <laughs> like where he's doing his tax return. Like yeah. <laughs>
0: According to his friend Ward Hill, uh, Ward Hill Lemon, a short time before his assassination, Lincoln dreamed you that he had... quite that last time, didn't you? <laughs> it just reminded me of, is it Officer
1: Lemon? Lemon.
0: On one of our earlier stories? There was a Lemon
1: somewhere. A Lemon? Lemon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That was the name of the kid, I think, from... <laughs> The yeah. beautician and the... Yeah, beautician. episode two. Yeah. Lemon, that was his name. Lemon. <laughs> um, uh, Lincoln dreams I saw that someone when I was waiting for... When I was getting um, coming to the airport in Auckland the other day. The name his name was Money. I had like last, The first name was like Brian Money. I was like, oh, yeah. Money? That's, that's pretty good. That's a good last name. Do you think he could be called De Money? <laughs>
0: he would easily have like a... Um, one of those high-interest personal loan
1: outfits. Yeah. Where it's like, come and talk to Mister Money. You could. He might challenge you for the nickname De Money. Which <laughs> <laughs> I haven't called you in months. Did you used to call me that? What are you talking about? Remember in the states, De Money. De Money. Right. <laughs> what was
0: that around like good navigation? Because <laughs> remember the last, the first trip to America was something around eagle eyes or something like that. It was pussy. <laughs> it was pussy. Yeah due to um, needing a bathroom frequently. <laughs> but there was like, because we were looking for different streets in New York and I could see them from ages away. I remember That's being right. called Eagle Eyes or something like that. But I think it may have had my last name
1: in it, so we will go there. <laughs> Anywho, um, Lincoln... Here we go. So oh, here I, we go. <laughs> I did a check-in, traveling uh, to Auckland International Airport from Star Alliance, Lounge, Los Angeles, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in alphabetical order, Luke <laughs> eh, aka De <Da> Money <laughs> Tamara eh, <laughs> is your wife. <laughs> She's your last name. Yeah. And then other people. DeMoney. In e Norhora, friends and safe travels. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, DeMoney. Money. Um, all right, DeMoney. Money. Well, what we're up to, um, we're, we're talking about Brian to... Money, no, a to... close personal friend of Abraham Lincoln, which somehow
0: <laughs> <somebody laughs> is coming from his name was Ward Hill Lemon. Le- Le Le <laughs> <laughs> a short time before his assassination, Lincoln dreamed that he had awakened to discover a wailing crowd in the east room of the White House. Once, once of whom told him, What hang on, uh. He awakened to discover a wailing crowd in the East Room. Um, When asking a passerby um, what they were mourning, they replied, the President, he's been assassinated. This was in one of his dreams before he he was assassinated. Mm. You could say he was on the money with that prediction. On the night before his death, he reportedly dreamed that he was in a mysterious boat or ship sailing towards a dark and indefinite shore a scene that's depicted in the 2012 Steven Spielberg film, Lincoln. Here are some of the most famous Lincoln sightings at 1600 Pennsylvania Ave, which I assume is the the White White House. House. The first person to report a sighting of Lincoln's ghost in the White House was Grace Coolidge, the first lady from 19... Colin Coolidge,
1: his wife... (laughs)
0: 1923. Right.
1: Coolidge, that's a great name. <laughs> Stop cutting me off. <laughs> I'm just into the last names at the moment. I'm doing high energy surnames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high energy interruptions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first lady from 1923 to 1929 who believed that she saw him looking out the window of the Oval Office um, during a state visit to the US in 1942 the queen of the netherlands reportedly opened her bedroom door at around midnight in response to a knock and saw lincoln's ghostly figure she was so frightened that she fainted oh according to a 1973 new york times article on paranormal happenings at the white house um first lady eleanor roosevelt's maid mary eban i'm gonna i'm gonna do a tony and no i'm not it's gone First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt's maid Mary Eban reported reportedly looked into a room and fled terribly wrought up after seeing Lincoln sitting on a bed pulling on his boots according to a Times article.
1: I'm glad he was only pulling on his boots.
0: (laughs) I mean, it doesn't say what else he was wearing. (laughs) Don't be so disrespectful. High energy Disrespect. (laughs) while staying at the White House in the 1940s British Prime Minister Winston Churchill who disliked sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom emerged naked from a bathtub oh a second mention of a bathtub <laughs> Winston Churchill in a bathtub walked into an adjoining room there he supposedly ran right into Lincoln who was leaning on the mantle above the fireplace they looked each other in the face to Churchill's embarrassment and Lincoln abruptly vanished according to an account in in Uh, Mark Nesbitt's book Civil War Ghost Trails
1: wow that's quite amazing
0: I mean if you were a ghost and someone ran in naked would you just be like
1: I'd be like yeah
0: I would be getting out of here (laughs) trying to yeah trying to avoid the awkward Um, it's like walking in on someone you close the door really quickly as if it's going to make it better like it's gone now High energy clergyman Norman
1: Vincent.
0: Vincent Peale didn't actually see Lincoln's ghost himself, but he claimed a prominent actor whom, he'd been, who, whom he declined to name had told him that he'd awakened during a White House stay to hear Lincoln's voice pleading for help. The actor sat up to see the lanky form of Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln on the floor in prayer, arms outstretched with fingers digging into the carpet. President Reagan's daughter Maureen recounted that she occasionally had seen a high-energy Lincoln ghost. <laughs> An aura, sometimes red, sometimes orange, <clears throat> often high-energy, during the night-time st- stays at the White House, as, her, as had her husband, Dennis Revel. Paranormal investigator Nicol r- writes that such sightings might be explained by waking dreams, that is hallucin... Hulu- l- l- hallucinations that some people experience when they are drifting off to sleep or awakening. Such experiences actually are relatively common, though most of them don't involve Lincoln. A study published in the British Journal uh, of Psychiatry reported that in a telephone survey of nearly 5,000 people in Great Britain, nearly half reported experiencing such hallucinations. The incidents were most common among people with symptoms of insomnia, excessive daytime sleepiness or mental disorders. Mm.
1: I like this. Um, <clears throat> here, I just had a we look at some of these stories about. Uh, I want to see who else. Who, if there are any other ghosts sighted in the White House. So, yep. <clears throat> um, apparently, his son Willie Lincoln yep. has been seen. Oh yeah. Um, President Andrew Jackson has been seen. Yep. Um, and it goes on a bit more about here with this Churchill thing. So it said, after a long bath, and naked except for a cigar. That's a weird thing to say.
0: Oh, that's what I said. He has cigars naked yeah. in the bath. Naked except for a cigar. Like, is it <laughs> like it's an article of clothing. clothing I no, I wasn't naked. I was, I've, <laughs> I've got a cigar. A <laughs> cigar.
1: <laughs> it's like to be arrested by the police. <laughs> yeah. Public it's like, Excuse me. He's not streaking. He's got a cigar. I've got a cigar. <laughs> so I can see two cigars Yeah, Mr Mr. Prime Minister (laughs) Um, so apparently Churchill said good evening Mr President you seem to have met me at a disadvantage that doesn't want in that story that seems like that didn't really happen and then Abraham Lincoln's like disappear. Yeah, he reported that Lincoln <laughs> smiled softly, then disappeared. I don't... Uh, I was can't. laughing at the size of his <laughs> cigar. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like that some author has embellished that story about Churchill saying, good evening, Mr. President, you seem to have met me at a disadvantage. I yeah. Just, I don't imagine that you would say that. You'd be like... Yeah, yep. top of the morning to you. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a bit of an embellishment there.
0: Um, so, um, the only other thing was... Um, There's a photo here of um, Mary Todd um, that was taken in 1872 um, that has supposedly got the ghost of Abraham Lincoln sitting behind her. It seems a little bit convenient to me, as in uh, this this article I found about the photo um, is... Where does it say it? Um, He's noted as a what was the wording they used Um, it was taken by somebody called William Mumler um, who is reported as an infamous spirit photographer okay so (laughs) so either he is really good at taking photos of ghosts or he's figured out how to do double exposures where it makes it look like a ghost for me this one has obviously got abraham lincoln in it it's a photo taken of mary todd you know just in regular portrait the amount of headroom they give this woman
1: is such that
0: <laughs> I'm looking Lincoln... at the photo
1: now, and there's a hell of a lot of headroom in that, <laughs> yeah. isn't there. There's, if you were taking it just of the woman, then yeah. it's kind of like her her right hand shoulder on the left of the photo is kind of her arm is kind of cut off to enable there's room for Lincoln to squeeze in on the side. Yeah, let's just make sure we're looking at the same one. That yeah. one there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
0: you can. I think, I, think see... I can see a little
1: bit more at the bottom of my one. Ah, right. Yeah, but okay. it's still it's like the him in the photo.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there is definitely Abraham Lincoln in this photo, how this photo came to be is supposedly it was a photo of Mary Todd um, and when they, ex- when they developed it, it had Abraham Lincoln in it. Um, to me, someone who's dabbled in photos from time to time, that's exactly how you would photograph it if you were putting, putting a person behind uh, Mary Todd, so um, not sure if I can swallow that one no
1: matter how. swallowed that one whole? No? <laughs> Not even chopped up into little teeny teeny tiny pieces? Nope. Um, so, this yeah, is a, This is a section on famous ghosts which I found this link on and the guy who was, was number six was Abraham Lincoln number seven is the Bell Witch. Hey! oh. Nice. We're all over it. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, and i've got my story for the week after which will be like minutes of weeks because it's a ghost story about it done,
0: done. <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say before we recorded we've almost swung back the other way where we're trying to avoid doing ufo stories so now everything's a ghost yes should we change the name of the podcast now that we're a mere nine episodes in to lights in the hallway <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, as far as everyone's aware, I've only ever done a ghost story. I've only ever done a UFO story. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, I wonder what your stories are going to be in the next few weeks. Um, Okay. So that's, that brings me to the end of the um, ghost of Abraham Lincoln. So as a person who didn't believe in the afterlife, he was able to record dreams that seemed to um, be of, you know, like a premonition type uh, dream where he would dream a thing and then it would happen weeks or days later. Um, but then, yeah, has been seen multiple times throughout the White House and Ford Theatre, and on certain battlegrounds and at his tomb and it sounds like a number of reputable world leaders have cited that's right yeah that's the interesting thing is that these aren't kind of people looking for fame no yeah
1: because um, I think also on that page that I was looking at I think like um, like Jackie Kennedy and had seen Lincoln apparently and there were a couple others that had said they'd seen right unto old Linky Poo and mm-hmm. and we saw his robot at Disneyland which was, was quite good it was it <laughs> was good yeah it's pretty good eh Yeah. did the robot seem high energy enough to you to be Lincoln um I mean it's an old robot <laughs> is it an old robot or it's is it a pro- new
0: robot made to look like an old robot I don't
1: i pro- have to check to see if it's programmed for high energy yeah that's the end of that high-energy story. Is, this, is the title of this episode going to be High Energy? <laughs>
0: Stop trying to name it while we're still in it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's move on to the next
0: high energy.
1: Which is, yeah, high energy uh, topic. I'm going to do some high energy. Well, I can't find the high energy book. There it is. Yeah, high energy so, strange. What happens here is I flip through this book at such high energy that um, Oh yeah. it nearly you know burns holes in the pages. And I'll make you high energy stop. Oh, no, I flipped through it at such high energy that I got through <laughs> it before we could say stop. So, all right, I guess we're going to be skipping the segment this week. <laughs>
0: well, yeah.
1: That'd be 2 It'll be two, it'd be two <coughs> weeks in a row without... Uh, without well, some
0: strange... Time um see? I mean, so let me just explain what we're there. doing here um the this is the section of the show where we take the 1982 edition of uh, reader's digest edition of mysteries of the unexplained um and uh one of us will flick through it this week tony's going to flick through it i'm going to say stop and we're going to read a random yep. um mystery of the unexplained it did go a on segment.
1: hiatus last week <laughs> but it's back and probably better than ever i'd say well let's see I mean, we've, it's very hit and miss. If it's back if it's back and worse than before, it's a bit of a letdown. I'm trying to be high energy. Yeah. It's back and worse than
0: before. What do you think when we're up to show, like, how many, how many stories do you reckon are in there?
1: 17, 18?
0: All right, so what are we going to do for episode 19? <laughs> um, I can oh, just... We did miss a week, so episode 20. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, so just got to start the music.
1: Which we put in later, so that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go for it. High energy, upside down, and back to front. Yeah. All right. Yep. Three, two, one. High energy. Stop. <gasps> How high was that energy? That's very high energy. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do um, we got? What section have we
1: landed uh, in? Well, I can tell from the pictures we're in a UFO one. Yeah.
0: Seems seems familiar. Um, square cheeky.
1: Square I square cheeky. cheeky. <laughs>
0: square cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> chair squeaking all the way through.
1: Um, right, where's one I actually think I've seen this page before.
0: Oh see that's spooky. We've we've like we've run out of pages. We've got to stop the podcast.
1: <laughs> um okay. So that's quite I think what do we got?
0: I'm going to... I think that's the McMinnville one. <clears throat> have I got time to have a high-energy
1: sip of my cup of tea? You may. I right. know oh, how I've seen this, because this is the uh, the Jimmy Carter UFO sighting page. Mm. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. It's one that
0: we use to rescue a, a terrible, <clears throat> gave me some strange when there was something lame that appeared.
1: I just skipped to a good one. <clears throat> right, I think I've got um, a good one that even has a photo that we can... We mm-hmm. can put up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> Go for it. Okay. Um, so this one is called um, the uh, high L- energy high energy Lubbock lights. Okay. Okay. So a whole series of nocturnal lights, some of them having the general outlines of winged shaped craft, was reported in and around at Lubbock, Texas, in 1951 during the months of August and September. Hundreds of people saw the lights and one man photographed them. They were even tracked on radar. (laughs) Radar. That's like a fancy radar. (laughs) Radar. (laughs) The first sighting was made over Albuquerque, New Mexico on the evening of August 25, 1951. An employee of the Atomic Energy Commission and his wife reported watching a huge wing-shaped UFO with bluish lights on the rear edge pass overhead. The UFO was only 800 to 1000 feet up, they said. They could see that the wing was sharply swept back and was about one and a half times the size of a B-36. B-36? Look her up! Fill me in. Dark bands ran from the front to the back and the wing lights were a softly glowing blue-green. On the evening of the New Mexico sighting, but somewhat later, several college professors sitting on a porch in Lubbock, Texas, saw a roughly semicircular formation of lights sweep rapidly overhead. After several hours, the lights reappeared and were observed to be softly glowing bluish objects moving in a more open formation than the first time. That same night, a woman, (laughs) like a fancy woman, a fancy woman, (laughs) in Lovick, also saw what she called a giant wing-like craft with bluish lights on the back, moving silently over her house. This report was only minutes after the sighting in Albuquerque, about which the woman could not have possibly known. So, to give you an idea of the size, a. B-36 so
0: Convier B-36 Peacemaker it's called <laughs> ironically yeah. a strategic bomber called the Peacemaker <laughs> um bomb them into pieces yes. <laughs> is the largest mass produced piston engine aircraft ever built had the longest wingspan of any combat aircraft at 230 feet or 70 meters which is 0.03 nautical miles <laughs> good <laughs> it was the first bomber capable of delivering any of the nuclear weapons in the US arsenal so yeah 70 meters across this, um, this fixed wing object was
1: does it have weird propellers at the back of it uh, yes yep the propellers are on the back of the wing well the propellers aren't weird <laughs> There's just the position of them weird mm. wow she's a uh...
0: so six engines <clears throat> yeah
1: that'd be a big unit so that uh, giant bomber was uh, so this would be one and a half times the size of that B-36 wow wow so you're looking at
0: pretty big wing
1: yeah almost <laughs> one and a half times the size if not exactly
0: yep Okay, so during yeah, the next probably looking at close to zero point zero five nautical miles. Okay, <laughs> across.
1: Yep. During the next two weeks in Lubbock, the fast-moving night lights were seen on several occasions. That sounds high energy, doesn't it? It
0: does it actually. Does. High
1: yeah. energy, nineteen fifty-one. It's been a real high-energy show. Wow, like from nineteen fifty-one high energy. Yeah. <clears> Haha. <throat> <coughs> Observers agreed that the flights always appeared about 45 degrees above the northern horizon, travelled through 90 degrees of sky often in just over three seconds, and disappeared about 45 degrees above the southern horizon. Among the viewers was a Dr. George, a physics professor who had had extensive studies of the atmosphere, and along with other professors could not arrive at a scientific explanation of what they had all seen they were probably the same lights which were <laughs> photographed. It's like a fancy photograph because it, it says photo and like it goes on the next line it's like photograff <laughs> photographed by an amateur photographer named Carl Hart Jr. on the evening of August 31 one of his photographs showing a series of bright disc-like objects in a roughly V-pa- V-shaped formation against the night sky appeared in a local newspaper For your reference. Oh, nice. Yeah. Geez, that's really clear. eh? Yeah, let's put that one places. The Air Force made a thorough (coughs) investigation of the Lubbock lights, but could not arrive at a satisfactory explanation. The heart negatives proved to be genuine, and dozens of witnesses confirmed sightings of soft, bluish lights zipping from one horizon to the other. Sometimes the objects reportedly from three to seven. Sometimes the objects, reportedly from three to several dozen in number, were in precise V formation, but other times they appeared in more random arrangements. Such natural causes as reflections from newly installed mercury vapour streetlights or reflections from the glistening white chests of flying birds <laughs> were yeah. suggested to explain the lights. What? Some fast, high-energy birds. Like, <laughs> yeah. they've been something... I know Energy Drink wasn't around, but maybe yeah. some, like, strong coffee. What was the
0: name of this, um... What was the name of these... Uh, this sighting, the sighting was the Lubbock
1: lights which is L-U-B-B-O-Z-K uh, but these hardly seem likely to those who observed them cool so, yeah interesting so that's wow. uh, it's quite a cool photo this one um, here which we'll put on the uh, internet for all to see yes. or you can search Carl Hart Jr. plus Lubbock Lights plus August plus 1951 plus unsatisfactory explanation. Um,
0: here's a here's a on that note. Here's a um, article I've just found from um, 19 1951, I think. So That's when was that? So 1951. Okay, so this is an article uh, from a lot more recently than that. Um, new development adds to saga of Lubbock lights phenomena the mystery of the Lubbock lights a V-shaped string of illuminated objects which flew over the city 28 years ago so it's (laughs) much later is now more baffling than ever in the latest development computer assisted scientists examining photographs of the 1951 celestial spectacle have shot holes in the federal government's explanation that the lights were a natural phenomenon the independent researchers reported, after extensive analysis of the pictures, that the shiny objects photographed as they zoomed over, the, over Lubbock represent a formation of extra, extraordinary flying objects. Ground Saucer Watch, a Phoenix-based civilian aerial research group, said the Air Force was altogether wrong in its writing, of the, writing off the Lubbock lights as a natural occurrence. Um, It goes on, I can post up this article as well Um, but that's interesting because years later um, basically the uh, what the government said that it was, was debunked by people who looked at the negatives even
1: closer They actually did some research into it rather than just coming up with a random explanation.
0: Yeah, yeah um, the Air Force conclusion is that birds with streetlights reflect, reflecting from them were the prob- probable cause of the sighting.
1: Sounds completely legitimate to me.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> these birds all wearing hivers vests I guess um,
1: Don't you know it when birds pull pranks on us like that and they're like uh-huh, I think you're seeing a UFO, she knows my bright breasts <laughs> feather down breast
0: all right, so yeah, I'm going to post these up as well. There's some interesting articles about it. That's a good. That's a good strange. Yeah, yeah. I feel quite satisfied. All right, um, quite content with my strange today. Um, just to wrap up, if you've enjoyed this high energy episode, um, let us know on Twitter. Always good to hear from people. Um, and if you've got a. If you've got a ghost story or UFO story or anything to submit, we'll read
1: it out. Maybe just a story about how you're high energy. Right? It can be nothing to do with paranormal stuff. You can just be high energy.
0: Or um, submit a hypothetical for me to post to Tony. Like
1: Tell us about a high energy run or hike you took. <laughs>
0: um, and yeah, so uh, most of you probably are on Twitter, if not, um, or are following us on Twitter, if not, at L-O-T-S underscore podcast, and same on Instagram. Um, We'll put the pictures of these Lubbock lights and um, the picture of Mary Todd Lincoln on uh, both of these as well. So um, check that out too. Um, Other than that, anything else to add? High energy. On that note, we'll catch you next week. Toodaloo! It's
1: high energy. Oh, quite squeaky. Very squeaky.